Welcome to the Volleypod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volleypod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. I'm your host, Davis Ransom, and I'm here with Todd Maddox. Hey, Davis, good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. Excited about another uh, another episode here. Absolutely. Me too. We are teaching the skill of diving today. Oh, my or, gosh. Yeah. That sounds... That sounds scary. That sounds scary. <laughs> I, I, you got to make it easy for me. Yeah. So we're going to make diving easy and doable for anyone with this pod. We've taught diving to youngest players. And the whole thing about why I wanted to talk about diving really has to go back with, can we keep our players safe? Right. They need to go for the ball. And if they are spirited and willing, they will go for the ball. But how can they go to the ground safely and aggressively? It's good stuff. And this this one's undertaught, Davis. This is another one. I think it's a great choice by you because I just don't think coaches do a very good job teaching this. Uh, I, I see a lot of teams in the gym right now, and uh, we all want players that go for the ball. But then I think a lot of times we don't give them the tools. So I'm glad you're getting into this today. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks a lot. And I'm, I'm stoked to get into it too. So when I'm talking about diving, I'm not talking about sort of the dolphin dive that you might see like the men do. I'm kind of talking about more like a sprawl. Okay. Okay. So they're not really leaping four feet in the air and doing the, the dolphin dive. I'm talking about the concept of protecting the space in front of you, right? As on defense, we want to make sure that we can protect the space that's in front of us. And if it's deeper than us or at us, we'll be able to control those no problem. So here's the keys. Okay. So we're going to do diving in, uh, steps. Typically I like to teach everything like kind of hold to part, but diving, because it could be dangerous. I like to go a little bit more part to hold. Okay. You know? And so here's what I do. I'll go jab, which is step basically step at the ball or slightly to the outside of the ball, step and dig backspin that dig J scoop. That's sort of in a one B drive your hips down and then hands and dive and then swish through. So here's my four keys. D step and dig, drive down, hands and dive, swish through. Okay, okay. interesting. So sort of an interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. But, but let's go into these real quick. Okay. So when you're jabbing at the ball, first of all, you're pushing yourself into the ball. Sometimes you have time for a step. Sometimes you don't have time for a step. Right. Right. And so we need to be able to do this with no steps and with one step. And but you always teach it with a step in the beginning. I like to teach it with a step because I think it is a good way to get them low easier in my mind. And they have some momentum. And they have some momentum to, to push and into swish the ball. through. Okay. Yes. okay. So step and dig. The dig with a backspin. So you can focus some on that, right? They're going to scoop and backspin. Now, the dig. how high is the ball? Are you trying to get that ball really low? How are you, you doing that? I'm trying to dig the ball. 20 feet high when we go to dig on contact i mean what kind of ball when you say step and dig are they contacting the ball below the level of their knee on this oh yes yeah. how so, high is the ball on this great contact so they're contacting the ball below their knee okay yeah so we keep the toss below their knee got it so okay. that they have to go down and if they, if the toss is high it just is awkward and right <laughs> and so 
they almost sometimes have them the uh, tosser just go onto their knees so that the ball's coming from a low place Got it. right so step and dig scoop it and then they put both hands on the ground knee goes to the outside and then they swish their hands through and they pull themselves through on their solar plexus so you, you got to help me with some body parts here. What's the solar plexus? Okay, so the solar plexus is the, is like essentially right below the breastplate. Okay. So we don't want to hit on the, the chest bones, okay. right? And we don't right. want to hit on the actual belly. We want to hit kind of in between that space. Okay. Right? And so right above um, where you would give someone CPR. Okay. Kind of right in there. And so, but your hands catch you. But they don't catch your full body weight because you're going forward and you're taking a big ankle bend and a big step. Right. And I think this is key because when they see the ground way down there, they don't want to dive. Right. But if you can bring yourself close to the ground and be going across the ground, I think that becomes a lot more doable. Yeah. I think that ankle flexion, that was something that, that I picked up a long time ago. That was uh, it's a Jim Malaro thing I think I picked up years yes. ago. He was really into, he's like, oh, look at that player's ankle flexion. I'm all, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> no, look at the way her ankles bend where she yep. can get so low, just so effortlessly. Absolutely. And then getting that ankle flexion is big because we always think about kids bending the knees to get low. Mm -hmm. There's that idea of ankle flexion. It's an interesting one. Absolutely. And I think when you can take a big step, that's why I also like the step. You know, um, that can bring them closer to the ground. So it's like we all, we, we can do some stuff even in warm-ups. And we talked about this. We almost think they should be doing dive moves, static dive moves in warm-ups every day. Get comfortable with going to the ground. Great time to, you know, get loosened up and get your body in some different positions that'll be, you know, you'll need as you, as you play in your practice. I think, once again, I think that's a... This is undertaught, and I would say, hey, it, it's, it'd be a great thing to put into the beginning of every practice. It also gives your team more of a mentality like, hey, we're fearless. We go to the floor. We pursue yep. balls and dig. I like that, just that idea of, of valuing defense to say, hey, it's not going to be super comfortable doing these, especially in the right. beginning, but that's okay. Yes, absolutely, and, and you're not going to break yourself <laughs> physically. Like I remember, I think when I was playing, it was basically just go. <laughs> yeah this is old like men's volleyball you know just yeah. go and throw your body yeah. and my right hip still clips <laughs> and i guess what i mean is like that should not be they should not be scared of breaking themselves like you can swish right, right. through yeah and I how think, do you yeah. are there ways to make that easier i mean i i like a bunch of stuff and we're going to talk about it a little bit in the videos you know okay but, but there are some things i mean one of the things is like make the ground soft so like don't dive on the ground like i learned to dive on carpet with socks on my hands okay so you have some technique those socks i'm a sock guy and the socks are good yeah i love that you know because then they're sliding across versus getting their hands stuck on the ground so the things that are going to hurt are the hip pointers right if they yep. hit their hip yep. they hit their knee yep. right and that's why I talked about the knee going to the outside of the hand, right? Okay. They want to swish through onto their onto their full body. If the knee is inside, they end up kind of in a kind of folded up, folded up, yeah, right. And so we want that knee to go to the outside so their hands can go right into the mid and then swish through. Um, uh, going to grass, you know, going to the beach, like those are ways to dive and get comfortable diving, and then come back to the hard court and be more comfortable doing it. I've seen some coaches use hoodies too. Have you seen that? Uh, a little bit. Tell me about that. 
Well, it'd be like the Sox. So they go in and I, I, I'm watching these these teams in practice and they're in the middle of practice and everybody goes and puts a hoodie on. And oh, they just bring their, their right. sleeves down? Right, so they have all the sleeves, long sleeves, uh, okay. and they got a little, you know, they just got that hoodie, kind of that thick fleece going. So uh, it's just okay. some protection, you know. I like that, yes. And I think that's a, that's what you're mentioning is, is so good. You want them to be fearless, but there is a risk there. Right. right. So how do we take away some of that yeah. risk when they're just Get them comfortable with it and then they can, you know, take the training wheels off slowly yeah. but surely. And the other thing is, is I, I think we have to talk about floors a little bit. I think the, mm -hmm. you know, the sport course are pretty nice for this stuff. And, yeah. you know, we started our my high school last year and that, you know, two days after the floor had been refinished, the old wood floor <laughs> and it was so sticky. We couldn't do we anything for the first six weeks. You know, I mean, it you was just a, stick. Right no, there. It was horrible. Yes. Horrible. So that's a way to uh, discourage yes. kids learning how to hit the floor. So I got a couple learning activities okay. here for this. And I mean, I think with this one, like I said, you kind of want to build up to it because if you go full speed, they can end up letting some of their teeth technique bail and then they can get injured and that's right. no good so i like partner on their knees tossing from a low position and then we'll go step and dig just that step and dig step and dig either foot right simple back spinning the ball every time switch you know one minute switch you know something like that then we'll go step and dig hold yourself up I think that's key. You got to have a strong core because they're not crashing to the ground. Right. They are literally pushing themselves to the ground. And with their core strong, they can do that. If it's if their core is relaxed, no good. So we, we ask them to hold for one, two. Then they put their hands on the ground and then swish through. Okay. So we do it in kind of two parts. Step and dig, hold, hands and die. Okay. Okay. Then we would do something where the hitter is maybe – pushing it there the, the hitters standing up you know a little bit more live okay so they're going into an actual dig and dive but it's still pretty controlled with the partner then you know over the net and we'll just kind of build right from there so um and i this is where also i think coach initiation can come in you know yeah i was going to mention that some players have a real tough time pushing their their teammates Range. to make moves yes yes so i yeah and if the coach can initiate so one easy way to do it is like we're playing volleyball. Okay, we're playing four and four. I'm going to initiate every time so that you have to dive. I like it. Simple initiation stuff. So we practice it within the context of the game and then kids get comfortable with it. Yes. And I like that one a little bit better than maybe in the rally, you get a point if you dive because then maybe they're diving unnecessarily. Yeah, no. And that's just, it's too hard to, yeah. that's not going to happen. It, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it just present doesn't happen in the very rally. often. And we don't want them flopping around making, you know, what I call kind of, you know, drama moves. Like, you know, we don't want them falling when they shouldn't fall. We, can they stay on their feet and stay balanced when, the, when possible? We don't want them flopping around. Exactly. And that's why I was even hesitant to bring this one up as a skill because in general, I don't want them to dive that much. I want them to run right. and, or, and get both feet there if possible. However, we know that there's going to be times when they have to dive. So let's get them to be comfortable and dive safely. Yeah. Hey, and Davis, I come around to your practice and I see your kids are doing that every, you know, that little two, three minutes at the beginning of every practice and it adds up. And Absolutely. all of a sudden I'm watching them play live. And, well, look at that move. And, you know, yeah. you're coaching a couple of my high school kids right now. So I thank you for that. Those kids are, are more comfortable going to the floor. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden you got your middles diving and digging balls. Everyone's pumped yeah, up, you know, yeah. it's super cool. So anyways, that's my skill for the week. I think, uh, I think it's important to teach. I would say, you know, teach it to them early and then let them keep working on it. Um, but you also want them to push and run and all those things, you know, but I think it's something to introduce. I love it. Great one. Awesome. Great one. So all we're right. moving on to the scenario or the story all of the right. week. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, uh, pick up where you left off on your last scenario. You talked a little bit about new teams last week. So this is one um, that uh, I hear a lot now. And when I think back to when I was coaching, uh, I picked up a team late, a club team one time, a young club team. And it was kind of all these leftover kids that uh, but we played and, you know, it was like, oh, here's your team. You have two practices and then you're going to a tournament. And then I hear these middle school coaches come to me all the time. It's like, yeah, it's great. They're telling me I'm coaching middle school. Uh, but our first game's on Friday and our first practice <laughs> on Wednesday, we're practicing right. Wednesday, Thursday, and we play on Friday. What do I do right. system wise? And, and I have, I'm a, I'm a cranky old guy. When we talk about systems, Davis, I have some very, very strong beliefs. And I just think that. Uh, we go about this all wrong in many ways. So let's talk about this, this scenario. So okay. you get this team, you have to have a system. You got to start playing volleyball. You need to, you know, prioritize some things. And obviously you have to have kids who can serve over the net and you have to have some kids, some basic system to, you know, ACE prevent, you know, I didn't even call it passing. I said, Hey, we call it ACE prevention. So you have to have some kind of serve receive formation. Right. Um, I try to keep it as simple as possible. I like a five person serve receive okay. kind of an old W formation with my middle back, a step in front of right back and left back. Okay. And then the two wings, I put them at one and one, what I call one and one, one step from a sideline, okay. one step uh, behind the 10 foot line. And so they're in this five person, old five person serve receive. And that's how we're going to play defense too. Okay. We're going to play defense like that okay. and we're going to serve receive like that. So there's no okay. difference between, I don't have to teach. This is what we do on defense. This is what we do serve receiving. We're not going to block to start. I'm assuming that, Hey, uh, there are no hitters right now that we can't dig if we're doing a good job on defense. So this is a no blocking system to start. Okay. Then my, my setter is going to be middle front. I'm not, I'm into middle front setters, not right front. And, okay. uh, in the beginning, Maybe we just rotate and whoever's in middle front is going to be the setter for that. And that would be the first, the first way we run it. So we play six on six, whoever's middle front is setting. You're either going to turn and face. You can turn and face to your right and set the right side. You can turn and face to your left and set the left side. Can you get us some that. kind of hittable ball that we can spike over the net? Like also, hey, if it's a bad pass and it's close to that, jump and knock the thing over. Uh, and that's why, uh, that what we call a six, six with middle front setting. That is the, the first simple system. I love it. I love it. So many cool things that happen from that, right? Do you want to talk about some of like the benefits of the six, six? Well, we talked about front row setter first. Right. And so the setter's front row. Everybody plays everything in the beginning. I love that. And everybody's a hitter. Everybody's a serve receiver. Everybody's a defender. Everybody plays the right side of the court. Everybody plays the left side of the court. I love it. And we just play. As far as uh, we don't have to worry about any kind of overlap in serve receive, everybody just stays in the same spot. Um, it's super simple. Love it. Uh, but we have to teach a bunch of things here. Yes. We have yes. to teach opening up. 
Okay, mm -hmm. if the ball is behind you, you have to open up and call deep. Okay. Uh, we have to teach parallel lines. So when a ball's in a seam, and we talked about that right front and, excuse me, right back and left back being a mm -hmm. step behind middle back, our rules for right back and left back, real simple. Ball goes, you go. And so they go for every ball. So if the ball's short, they're backing up the, the person in, in front of them. If the ball's deep, they're going to, they're always going to the ball. So uh, we have movement rules and those are important things to teach for those things. And it takes a while to teach those. So I don't wanna, I don't wanna confuse them with a bunch of system stuff before they know how to open up, before they know how to get their butt behind the ball and get in seams and say, hey, can I get behind those balls that are in seams? So that's six, six we start with. Yeah, and can, real what quick. What else do you well, have? Well, so real quick on this, I mean, the thing that I really like about this, A, like you mentioned, everyone's doing everything. And I think that's building up the skill. But it's it's super simple system to implement. But there are principles at place, right? So instead of focusing on you stand here, you stand here, you stand here, all that stuff, you get into the actual principles of play sooner. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. We don't need a complex system. The simpler the systems and the better probably so that you can focus on other stuff. Our game is tough, Davis. Yes. We're fighting gravity. Yes. And gravity doesn't lose. So for these <laughs> kids, you know, we want rallies because rallies are fun, but it's hard for them to get rallies early. I want to try to have a system that doesn't get in the way of them learning how to keep the ball off the floor, yeah. not makes it more difficult. And I go around and watch coaches, they're coaching in matches and they're yelling at players to go stand in places. And these kids are just, they can't play volleyball. They're going to stand in places in these positions. They're supposed to switch and do all this crazy stuff. Hey, we have a simple rule. Keep the ball off the ground, hit it over the net. Yep in the big box yeah. there's 900 square feet right. you just got to find one of them yes you know and, and when the, the simpler the system the more they can play clear-minded and fast that's it that's right. it i love it so from six six we go to a four two okay so then we'll choose two setters right. and we'll keep them in the front row <laughs> then we have to teach the basic the basics of serve receive overlap okay so let's say uh let's say we start in a rotation one with our two setters opposite one in right back and one in left front so my left front setter would start uh, at the left front sideline, okay, up toward the net. And then that middle front person would then be playing left front. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. And then so that setter runs from left front into the middle of the court to become our middle front setter. Okay. In the rotation two, now that setter's middle front, real simple. And in that rotation three, now they're right front and the same exact thing happens. They start on the right front sideline. That middle front person who's next to the setter has to go and move over, stack on that right side to take the place of the setter. Setter moves to the middle and we play. Of course, in the beginning, what's the tough thing, Davis? Serving order, right? Absolutely. They got to remember who's <laughs> serving because right. that uh, little switching, that right yes. front person when you first start switching, but we don't switch back row. We just start with the front row and just start with, hey, who are you opposite of? Who are you serving after? Who are Love you that. serving before? So those are the simple things we start with that four two, still middle front setter. I like that. I like that. Still dealing with tight passes fairly easily. Still when the pass goes right side, we have someone to set. Right. I love and all that. 
having the setter in the middle, my setter has more range. Yes. So yes. in the court, if my setter's pushed way over on the right and I shank that ball slightly left, they might not get it. She's got a long way to go. Yeah. Why do we want that setter over there? And, and I, I guess mm -hmm. here's here's my thing, Davis, with, with this stuff is people go, oh, those systems are so simple, you're not preparing them. They're high school coach, they need to know this. When I hear this argument all the time, Davis, and it drives me crazy. I've been coaching volleyball now since Quite like 80, 80 something, <laughs> Davis. So wow. I think we're in the 40 yeah. years, we're in the 40 yeah. years. And think about this. What if I gave you the six best beach players in San Diego that only play beach. They don't play indoor. They're only beach players. And they're the six best in San Diego. How long would it take you to make that a good indoor team? Oh, not long. <laughs> but they don't know any systems. I know. They're, how can they play volleyball <laughs> if they don't know systems, David? Great point. Great point. And I the, see where po you're going with the that. point yeah. is, is that they know how to play volleyball. We can Such go teach point. them where to stand they have an understanding of the game. They know how to serve. They know how to pass. They know how to defend. We can teach them a system and we can, we want them to actually learn a bunch of systems. I love that. But these, these people that tell me, oh, they don't know a six, two and their high school coach demands that they don't run. I hate beginning teams in a six, two. Same. Same. Why would I give up? You have to pass better in a six, two. And these guys don't know how to pass. Every tight low ball is going to be a point for the opposition. Every ball hit to right back, Davis. You were set. You you did some setting. Were you a great right back defender when you were setting? Uh, it's tough. I'll tell you, it's tough. I mean, you got to do both, and you got to break in and set. It can be really difficult. Even the best setters yeah. in the world have a hard it, it's time. hard time it being a great right back defender Absolutely. and setting. So don't play a six two. I will give you one more uh, sequence here, right. Davis, uh, for my my new favorite system. If you have a little more time, of course, and that is. We go from that 6-6 six, six to the 4-2, and then we go to a 6-3. It's my favorite one. I've seen you do this. Talk to me about okay. this one. So we triangulate the setters. So okay. that is, uh, we put the setters in a triangle. So uh, if we look at our rotation, we have three players who are non-setters and three players who are setters, and they're just broken up in the rotation. So they're not next to each other. Okay. So, uh, And then we have the setters when they're left front, they get to hit. Cool. They're spikers. When they're middle front, they set. We still have middle front setters. And then when they're right front, they set. I like it. And so like then it. they set, they, they attack when they're left front. They're going to get some sets when they're left front. Fun. Every left front gets sets. And then they set two rotations. So we have three players doing that. And now we have, if we have three athletes who are a little stronger, we're giving them these little bigger roles and we're getting them hooked on the game. Hooked from, hey, are you a hitter? No, hey, I'm a volleyball player. I hit and set. Yes. And we don't need to put them in a 6-2 to do that. Right. We can do that in a in a 6-3 with front row setters playing, playing that system. Oh, I love that. And and the other thing I think that, um, that you mentioned that I think a lot of coaches think is that beginning hitters can't hit the right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like they, they always have the setter on the right front setting twos and fours. Right. And I'm, I'm adamant that well, I'm lefty. So I always hit the right side, you right. know, but I'm adamant like set right side. Like people can do it. It's just the fact that they don't do it very often, I think is why we have this idea that they can't. 
Well, I would say I would agree with you wholeheartedly. But the other thing is, if you have a middle front person, they're always in the way of a setter in beginning systems. <laughs> Absolutely. And so you have this little, they're doing this dance, the setter and the middle front person. They're doing this That's dance all point. the time for these balls that are perfect passes, 10 foot line right in the middle of the court and it's landing on the set on the head of my middle hitter. Take that person out of there. Yeah. Let the setter have that his space. or her space. That's the that. setter space. And then I want the ball attacked on the right side and the left side. I agree with you, especially for beginners. When you have those two two hitters close together in the middle and the left, there's a bunch of sets that fall between them. And then whose is it? That's a great point. We don't have that problem when we split our hitters, uh, put our setter in the middle. So smart. once again, keeping it simple. So yeah, keeping it simple, but it, it's smart simple. You know what smart, I mean? Smart, I, I like I it. like that. Okay. That's really cool. All right, so let's go back. I got a couple of videos from the Art of Coaching. Oh, okay. You know, that we're going yeah, for to. Your, for your diving stuff. Yeah, for okay. diving. All I got right. some great videos. And guess what? The Tell first is your video, <laughs> the sock slide. Okay, okay, Todd's got a sock slide video on there that I think is wonderful. They have something called the no-step sprawl, the one-step sprawl. And basically the kids, uh, it's kids, they have socks on their arms and they're going through all these moves. And it's really pretty clean and technical. So I really like that video. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We get to, and they get to slide, you know, with those socks, yes. they get to cover some ground. It comes a little contest. It's and it's yeah, it was fun for them. It yeah. seemed like, and, and young players doing it right. Showing that young players can do it right. You know, we also got one that I really loved as well was Russ Rose's defense variations. You got Russ Rose. I mean, one of the top coaches ever, and he's going through all these little individual defense variations and floor moves. It's about seven minutes, but it's so well worth the watch. Um, he goes through a bunch of the stuff we talked about, about, you know, scoop digs, but he goes through more. He has a bunch of variations in there. Interesting, because Russ's team's defense. That was said, that was one thing. And he's not a huge technique guy. So the fact that uh, you have some defensive techniques, that's the one thing he got into technique with was defense. That's not surprising. Absolutely. And uh, it, the way he teaches technique is pretty cool, too. It's it's more like, go, you know, with technique. But it's it, it, it's not as technical. You know, it's like Russ Rose's style. Yeah, no, he's my favorite Russ quote. You want to hear it? Yeah. You know, I was asking about, I had some technique question or something and he looked at me, you know, he gives me that Russ look like, you know, you have no, you know, like you have no idea what you're talking about. You know, only Russ could give you that look. And he looks at me and he's all, he's out, Todd, he's all, let the bull run. Oh, <laughs> don't like try to teach. You don't teach the bull how to run. Let the bull run. <laughs> I like that. And that's kind of what he does on defense, but he does do some technique okay, stuff, which right. is cool. And then finally, um, one from Jim Stone, who we've talked about on here. He's an awesome coach. Um, he has sort of an advanced dig and dive one okay. on there where um, they're playing some balls outside their midline and still ending up in a dive. But he, may, he brings up some great points on there. So all three of those will be unlocked for you in the show notes, able to access on the Art of Coaching. And I think they'd be great demos to go along with the diving that we talked about earlier. Yeah, those are great. It's fun. I, I've been trying to use some of those for my team. So we get two-minute clip. Hey, let's watch this. And now let's, you know, they're the models. I can't model that stuff anymore, David. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Okay, but that brings us to our resource of the week. And I know you uh, love oh, this one. Oh, my guy. Oh, this is my guy, Daniel Coyle. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, tell us. Uh, the, uh, Daniel Coyle has... Uh, 
he's an author. His, his first bestseller was the, uh, the talent code. And oh, then he yeah. came out with, with my favorite book is the little book of talent, which has a bunch of tips about teaching skills. And he was a guy who traveled the world looking at experts and he looked at Brazilian soccer players. He looked at pianists. He looked at chess masters, uh, tennis players, mm -hmm. and he found out, Hey, how do these experts learn and who are the best teachers and what do they do? Uh, and I, I love the guy. And so it's, uh, he has a website, danielcoil.com. He has some cool little videos on the website that, that illustrate some of his favorite points. So check out danielcoil.com, get the little book of talent, my favorite, uh, my favorite book. That's awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes. And, um, I've read that one. I love it. And it's the type where you can revisit it constantly. I'm into bathroom reading, you know, you yeah. take it in the bathroom for two minutes, read it, and then uh, come out, go, okay, I'm, I'm better now. I'm okay. better now, yeah. <laughs> well, we hit a bunch of awesome stuff today. We talked about diving. We talked about what to do when you only have two practices and you need to set up a system, system for your team. Yeah. And then we went over some of the videos that are going to be on Art of Coaching, showing a bunch of diving stuff. And we talked about one of the great resources out there, the, the Little Book of Talent by Daniel Coyle. Good stuff. Awesome. Dave, was fun as usual. I learned some things. I'm a little better after being around you for another half hour. Awesome. Same here. I hope everyone's having as much fun as we are. And we'll see you on the next time. Um, this has been the Volley Pod presented by The Art of Coaching. Thanks.